When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. 2023 was a challenging year for dairy farmers with margins reaching their lowest point since 2009. However, despite that, there's hope for 2024. That's according to Chuck Nicholson, UW-Madison Department of Animal and Dairy Sciences professor. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, and he gives an overview of 2023 and what he believes is in store for 2024. The 2023 storyline is actually not a particularly happy one for a lot of dairy farmers. Uh, We saw a market decline from the high prices that we saw in 2022. We saw some continued high feed prices. Uh, We got to margins that were as low as what I think of as like the... Uh, worst possible moment that we saw back in 2009. And the only saving grace on that was that we were mercifully brief in the amount of time that we spent at those margins. We've seen a little bit of recovery in milk prices, and we've seen a little bit of a recovery uh, in terms of feed prices going down since then. So that gives us some signs for hope going forward here. And speaking of that, what is in store for 2024? Sure. So we started to see an adjustment process as the margins have come down. So we've seen declining cow numbers. We're down below where we were in 2022 for sure and are still heading in that direction for now. We have seen also a about stable amount of milk per cow production is what we saw in 2022 during the data we have for 2023. Despite the fact we have the same milk per cow, we have to think about that a little bit differently now because we're actually still making more butter fat. And we've seen a market increase in the amount of butter fat based on feeding strategies and breeding strategies on dairy farms that we're making 11% more butter fat per cow than we used to. So even though we had the same amount of milk per cow, we actually had more butter fat in the marketplace and we actually kind of needed that for a lot of things heading into the fall. And how is that affecting now exports and the exchange rates? Uh, what we saw in 2023 was, again, also not part of the, the most positive story we can tell, but the high prices that we saw in 2022 had buyers in global markets responding as you might think that they would respond. And so we actually saw a decline in sort of the rolling average of the volume of U.S. exports. And it's not the first time that's happened. It happened in 2014. It happened again in 2019. But it's not a really positive story. So as we go forward here, uh, we should see with the adjustment that we have in the number of cows, the amount of components in the marketplace. We're looking at a little bit brighter future for dairy exports in 2024 than we saw that pattern in 2023. Part of what's going on is that the price alignments for the major products, uh, the dry whey, the skim milk powder, non-fat dry milk, uh, and also to some extent on butter and cheese, U.S. is actually in a pretty good position relative to our competitors in those marketplaces globally. It's a positive sign for increasing those exports for 2024. And what about that milk price cycle, where we're at, and the correspondence with feed prices? So one of the things that I like to point out is that we have these big uh, swings in milk prices uh, that can be up to $10 per hundredweight. And those swings tend to happen on about a three-year cycle. So we get a peak, and then about three years later, we get another peak. And in between, unfortunately, we're going to have a trough. We should be past the bottom of the cycle right now. So that big swing in milk prices, we should be past the low part of that cycle. And that gives us hope that we're looking at uh, an upward trend in the milk prices going forward here for 2024. Along with that, uh, we have some projections for feed prices that unfortunately for the dairy farmer are above the long-term averages. And we think about an overall ration value based on what futures markets are thinking for the major elements of a dairy ration. 
but they are not projected to increase markedly over 2024. And so we should see uh, some strengthening of the milk prices uh, throughout the year and about stable feed prices, again, at higher than the long-term averages, but making for overall a better margin year than we saw for sure in 2023. As we know right now, a big thing that's on topic is the um, federal milk marketing orders. What are some of those impacts with that that you're seeing or just the overall consensus right now or timeline that we're on? So there's a lot to unpack there with uh, what's been going on with the hearings for federal milk marketing orders. Uh, We have been in a hearing mode uh, on and off since August of 2023 with uh, thousands of words and thousands of pages of testimony provided by all the major U.S. dairy organizations going forward. The key issues really for me come down to uh, whether or not there will be changes in the pricing formulas that will affect the minimum prices for milk that federal milk marketing orders regulate. And a couple of those key changes have to do with uh, this thing we call the make allowance, which is basically a way of helping account for the costs of processing that turn a product price like a pound of cheese into a class three milk price. So increases in those make allowance uh, values, like giving more of allowance to account for increased in increased processing costs, uh, will at least in the short term result in a decrease in the farm milk price that would be regulated under the federal milk marketing orders. So that's one thing we need to kind of watch out for as we move through this process. The other thing that I think is really important and it's also part of the kind of strategy of some of the major dairy organizations is that if we're going to give away some of the price value on the class three milk, that we actually have have some offsetting factor, and the offsetting factor there is to try and uh, kind of get more of the value out of the beverage milk market, the class one milk market, by raising this thing we call the class one differentials, which is sort of the spatial location value of milk and how it differs throughout the United States. So the combination of those two things uh, is designed to at least provide some kind of offset going forward. I really have to add, though, that we have heard a lot of testimony, uh, and USDA is going to have to take all that testimony and on the basis only of the evidence that they've heard, sort through all of those thousands of words and thousands of pages of documents and figure out what uh, seems to make the most sense. And so we don't know yet how they're going to rule on any of the things that have been presented to them. So there's a lot to a lot to look forward to. And one of the things that I and my group are going to be doing is preparing to provide some analysis that helps people sort through what the potential impacts are of those changes once they've been announced by USDA. Take me through some of those wild cards that we should be watching and paying attention to for 2024. My basic storyline for 2024 was that we will see margins that are about the long-term average. And by margin, I'm talking about the difference between an all-milk price uh, and a ration value that would be typical on a dairy farm. So the good news is we're looking at something that is not particularly uh, stunning or good, but it's also not particularly bad. It's about at the long-term average. But one of the things we have to be thinking about when we say, yes, this is what we project forward, is there's lots of stuff that can happen. And I refer to them as wild cards. One of the wild cards is what's going to happen with the global economy. Generally, people expect there will be good economic growth in the United States, good but not outstanding. There are other estimates that say going forward, we're likely to see some reasonable economic growth in the uh, economies of the world, including those places that are sort of major export markets for us, places like Mexico and China. So if we get that kind of economic growth and we can maintain and maybe reduce the inflation a little bit, that will start to bring some interest rates down, which have been a real pain point for a lot of folks in the agricultural economy and dairy farmers included. Uh, We should see some improvements in those uh, elements as well. 
all that stuff is uncertain going forward. So we're hope we're hopeful for those kinds of improvements. Uh, that would make a big difference. Uh, but uh, economies have ways of surprising us, as we know. Uh, many people have probably heard that we're in a El Nino phase of the climate cycle for the globe, and we know there's some particular impacts that that has on heat in the United States and other major dairy-producing areas, and also on the rainfall that they get. And we had significant drought here in Wisconsin last year that was uh, in part associated with those climate kinds of effects. We're likely to see some continuation of that going forward here, although there is some sign that we might see some change and go back to something that's a little bit more neutral and maybe less detrimental to dairy production in the U.S. and also in other parts of the world. So there are a lot of wild cards hanging out there uh, that could affect up or down that margins are probably going to be about average that we need to keep an eye on. Another thing that is probably important for folks to think about is uh, the Farm Bill. The update on that is that most people are saying we may not even get that Farm Bill revised uh, this year. The current extension of that Farm Bill runs through September of 2024. Probably as optimistic to think about making changes to that by that time period. Uh, We're likely to see maybe another extension and trying to get this done in a presidential election year could also be a little bit of a political challenge, so we're going to have to see about that. But I think the the bottom line for dairy is that I have not heard people talking about major changes to some of the key programs, uh, the dairy margin coverage or the dairy revenue protection programs. Um, those, despite the fact that we actually spent a fair amount of money on DMC payments uh, in 2023, seem to still have political support and will be going forward. That was Chuck Nicholson, UW-Madison Department of Animal and Dairy Sciences professor along with us. He is conducting ongoing research about different dairy-related topics through the Dairy Innovation Hub and says his goal is to continue to generate knowledge that is useful for the entire dairy industry. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.